everybody. Welcome into Urban Meyer's Pint House. It is weekend kickoff brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. It's, it's not quite the weekend. Uh, it's a little early, but a holiday week and an Illinois game. Yeah, I, we're just gonna get, it, gonna get it rolling early. Got the Illabuck on the line. Uh, what could be better than that? A wooden turtle. Uh, but we've got <laughs> a, a lot more to talk about there go, as the rankings are actually Whoa. coming out tonight. Uh, spoiler alert for he- people that are viewing this later on. I can't uh, believe 14 right there. Yeah, we're gonna dive into Whoa. that as this show goes on. That's so, bumpy. So, uh, Ohio State boys uh, stayed undefeated on Saturday against Indiana. It was not maybe uh, perfect in the second half. 42-35 was the win, but they're undefeated. They're going to be in position to uh, still win the Big Ten. They took control of the East Division. Let's dive right into it. Let's grade that win. Zach, I know that you and I talked about the defense already for Buck IQ. What did you guys talk about? Well, the secondary. Uh, the secondary was a big topic of discussion. Okay, Lance. cool. What did yep. you, you break down there, Zach? Can you give, uh, me a, can you give me a... Can you give me a cliff notes of what that was? Because uh, that was probably an hour and a half long show. Yeah. It, you ranting. Yeah. It was me ranting. It could have gone a lot it's, longer. It's a lot of miscommunication on the back end when it's very straightforward. It's a lot of guys making, trying to make plays and not making plays whatsoever, right? It's, it's playing outside of their means. And we see it a lot at the free safety position with Hooker, trying to do way too much, trying to make plays when there's no need to be doing what he's doing. It's almost like sometimes these guys are running around chickens with their head heads cut off when there's no reason to. They need to play sound. They need to play like the front seven where everyone's fundamentally doing what they're supposed to be doing. The linebackers are filling the, the correct gaps. The, the, the defense linemen are taking on uh, the, the right gaps, right? Everyone's playing sound. Then you look at the back end, it's like, it's a free-for-all back there, and that's not what Ohio State defense is. That's not what the Silver Bullets are doing. So we broke down a couple play legs okay. where it shows just complete miscommunication, guys playing way outside of their means, and it makes no sense. So going back to grading it, yeah. right, I would – it's a top-ten matchup, so you, you can't have a C. I'm going to go B-minus, right? It's, it's a B-minus performance. Granted, there's a lot of things, a lot of tape for guys to learn from. And Justin Fields obviously had a lot of learning. Uh, I'm sure Ryan Day and him spent a lot of time Sunday going over hot routes, going over different checks that some defenses, if you're Illinois, if you're Michigan State, and if you're Michigan, you're going to be running some of those delayed blitzes that Indiana was bringing. You're going to be bringing some of those safety pressures. You're going to be bringing uh, some of those uh, linebacker blitzes they were bringing. And so – they are going to obviously game plan moving forward, thinking that they're going to get some of those same looks. And then on the, on the back end, I actually think it's a great thing because in my mind, it finally was enough for the coaching staff to sit back and say, maybe we need to make some changes. I don't think there was as much up to this point for the coaching staff to say, maybe we do need to make some changes back end. Maybe we need to do try, uh, change some personnel in there. Saturday was finally that day where they're like, hey, some guys aren't stepping up. We need to make some changes. Bob, if anything, Ohio State showed on Saturday that it's still got room to grow. They still have room to grow. They showed out in the first half, and then in the second half, they showed they need to grow a little yeah. bit, which is it's great when you can win and still have teachable moments. Um, you know, defensively, a lot I'll, could echo a lot of what Zach said. You know, there's guys like – and they, they, it's poor eye control. Guys trying to do too much. They're trying to make plays, and so they get lazy with their eyes, and when you do that, you're going to break down some of the fundamentals of what you're trying to do. And then with Sean Wade, and I say this because I, I love Sean, and he's really good. He was a super highly recruited kid. He's a tough kid. He plays really hard. I don't feel like he's been aggressive as aggressive as he was last year, and I'm not sure what that is. If the, It's the uncertainty of moving to the outside. He had, a great, he had a great play, you know, pick six. Anytime you get one of those, man, you're going to put that in your pocket as a defensive guy. Very, very difficult to do. But overall, like I look at the game, it's not to the standard of what he needs to do right. and what he should be able to do. And then offensively, could Justin have played better? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, hopefully you see these things in their teachable moments and they don't become patterns. But I will say this, he was doing his best Steve Seagal impersonation at points because he was under siege, Cardale. <laughs> under siege, like... There's times where they're bringing four, four-man rush, running line stunts up front, and there are guys coming free. And, and this is an offensive line that you hold in very high esteem. And you watch Wyatt Davis, you know, they blow a pass off there, and it's like you have an unblocked guy with four rushers. I don't care who you are playing quarterback. There is no play call that's designed for that. People are like, oh, you've got to get the ball out. Get the ball. They're dropping seven guys. There's no quick answers. Like, quick answers come during the blitz. Right. And so when you can get pressure with four, which they did a little bit, that's rough. Then they obviously brought a ton of different guys, but their stunt game up front with the D-line was fantastic. They brought guys from both the second and third level. 
You saw everything you were going to see. You had a big lead. You let them slide back into that thing, and you were able to hold them off. Like, that's good. It's good. We'll see. The problem is, I don't know if you're going to really find definitive answers of if you improved on these things until you probably have to play Northwestern. Like, that's the biggest issue with this is you're not going to find out against Illinois, Michigan State. You should be able to find out against Michigan, but I don't think you will this year. And so those are the issues that you have because you're not going to be able to find out if they're truly rectified or if you're just out-talenting them the next couple weeks. For sure. And one thing I'm going to say, I'm going to go with Bob on this. I'm going to get a team overall as a C, not because of how they didn't – have a complete game in my opinion but the ball security in my opinion was a little poor I mean not just the turnovers but you, you see Wilson do this thing Garrett when he catches the ball he want to always keep it out there and kind of show you I got I'm a big boy this I'm a big boy that but it finally came up and bit him in the butt in a th- in critical third down when he caught on the sideline that defender came and hit him right in the back mm-hmm. and the ball came out it's like little things like that or when Justin's running around he got the ball with one hand I was just thinking about Stan Drayton, Tom Herman, Obermeyer. These guys would have hated these coaches because any little loose ball security type of thing that they was doing, let alone turnovers, they'd have been rolling down the field with two balls or doing (laughs) suicides for 100 yards just on little things like that, ball security. So that really kind of blew me when it came to the Buckeyes this week because you, you, they had some pressure. He had to skip the pocket a lot you, uh, more than usual, and the ball was just careless. I mean, he didn't lose one to a fumble, but you got to think that's going to come up and bite him in the butt. All right, Schlegs, you've been scribbling down notes. I like, have been because yeah, – More I mean, notes. This is a great breakdown because you have guys that obviously have played, understand, watch a lot of ball, coach some ball. All right, so one thing, Bobby mentioned this, Sean Wade not being as aggressive as he normally is, and some of that becomes – He's, he's hesitant, mm-hmm. and it's either fear or failure, right? Like, I, guys have had a jump ball. Go ahead, but, Cardell. Yeah, but to speak on Wade and not to uh, – clearly none of us are his coaches, but you have experienced coaching. My personal – he's not an outside corner. Everybody's rave about what he did last year in the inside because you got help. If you get beat inside, you got help from the inside. If you get beat outside, you got help on the outside. Outside corner, you by yourself. Everything is on you. And you see teams when Ohio State have them dominant outside corners, usually two at a time. Teams were planning to go away from them guys. Teams are attacking Wade out there. Yeah. He's they, they attack well, it, 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 And let me add, before you go, so wrong, okay. he's, I think we've seen this three weeks in a row. Like, if I'm covering Schlegs and I'm Sean Wade, where he's yeah. he's just fallen away. Like, there was it was a meme at Penn State, but he's done that yeah. in all three games. And it's, I don't, it's I, different. I, and, I'm that Schle- by Schlegs touched on this a little bit, and Cardell did as well. When you are Sean Wade, yes, he, he's in a new position. He's, he's, on a, he's more on an island. But when you don't have confidence in the guy that's roaming free safety, and especially now that we've seen Ohio State, you are playing a lot of cover one coverage, and he is out there on an island. When you feel like you don't have any help because we we saw Hooker take some bad angles against Penn State. We've seen Hooker take some bad angles against Rutgers. You saw it again against Indiana. When you feel like you're even more on an island than what you truly are, you start playing timid and you start saying, oh, man, I have to be perfect. But, you know, I'm, try- I'm trying to, you know, not have the big play and not get burned. It's almost like he doesn't trust the guys around him. He doesn't, accru- it, uh, doesn't trust Williamson in the corner or in the slot sitting right next to him. He doesn't trust Hooker playing over top of him, knowing that, hey, I can be aggressive because I got a guy behind me that's a, that is a ball hawk that can play center field. When you feel like you're on more of an island than what you are, and this year he's way more of an island than he was in the slot – it is hard for him to have it, – it, it's all about confidence. Guys, let's be honest, right? It, there's so many five-star guys that come to Ohio State that never form in anything, and it's not talent. It comes down to confidence. When you get into a, a, an Ohio State locker room with 85 guys who are the best high school football players from, from across the country, there's one thing that divides you – or that divides them from being a starter or from being a rotational guy or a guy that never plays, and it's confidence level, right? It's when you go out there, it's do you trust who you are as a player and do you trust what you can bring on the field? And right now, Sean Wade's playing like he has no trust in anyone out there, no himself. But yeah, I, a, go ahead, Cardell. Oh, sorry about that's that. That's okay. No, I'm I'm like a, you guys just keep taking over because yeah, yeah. I had I had a buddy of mine said let everybody else talk. So I'm yeah, like, no, go. I'm gonna go against a little bit what you said about the confidence about there being on the island and knowing you don't have help. You speak to a Marshawn Lattimore. You speak to a Denzel Ward. You speak to a Gary Conley. You speak to a Bradley Roby. Those guys want to be on the island. No, I don't need no help. I'm good. I got yeah. this. Yeah. I don't want to. My job, my livelihood, is not going to be on the guy in the back end for me. Let me handle this. So, again, I, I think the hesitation part, there's a couple of things there. You also got a new defensive coordinator, right? Like, again, there was no spring ball. There was no early games. It's hard to evaluate who you got, where where they want to put him. You look at Garrett Wilson, right? They put Garrett Wilson in the slot. Why? Because it's going to add a significant amount of value, and he's going to be able to learn the offense better because he can go outside anytime he wants to, right? It's only helped Chris Olave. When I look at 
when I look at Sean Wade, I look at the secondary in general, it goes back to what Bill Belichick said and what we do at Ohio State defense is just do your job and do your job well. Like, that's it. I don't need you chasing this guy. When they ran the fourth and ten crosser for a touchdown, boom, I don't know who it was that came up. It might have been Hooker. He came up to our right side, or it had been at Indiana's right side, but the free guy running across that he should have helped was a linebacker knowing that I got a, I got a linebacker on a running back on the outside. They're going to go through the wash. It was almost a double pick. Like, that's where I got to know who I also have to help. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So, but that's doing your job, and I guarantee you they coach it up. And the good thing is this. You have elite coaches that understand we do have some talent, but we got to put them in the right position to succeed. Also, we've lost guys. Losing Cameron Brown, losing the other two dudes because they played a lot of ball here and they're no longer here because yeah. of choices that they made. That's automatically decreased the depth. That's the reality of the situation. Yeah, three three guys that are in the NFL. Jordan Fuller's intercepting Tom Brady twice yeah. last night. Yeah, and then, but you also got to take in the fact, take into consideration the good, right? Defensively, Baron Browning, the linebackers, I thought oh, played excellent. Baron right? played so really good. well. Baron played. I mean, well, Schlegs, if you want to name on, these guys, no, no, I'm not. No, 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 I'm, I'm saying like we, we're, we're grading them, right? I yeah. kind of grade them a B minus. You won. You had a top ten win. Two. You you rushed for 303 yards. You threw for 300 yards. You had a, a running back. And a wide receiver go for 150 and a quarterback for 300. It's never been done in Ohio State football history. Right? You have a defense that shuts them down to minus one yards rushing. Yeah, Pretty they good. get up to 419. Yeah. So you take it all. And it's, a, it's, a, it's a top 10 win in an empty stadium. Like, this is something that they're going to learn and grow yep. through. The, the thing is, we got to sure up the back end and we got to understand how to bring the juice the entire game Ooh. and play a full, yeah, yeah. The, the full time now, Bob. No premature. Hey, hey, you gotta hey go. Saturday's win was kind of two juice. completion. Yeah. Yeah. Saturday's game was kind of like Schlegs' ACT score, right? Is advanced in a lot of places and then fails kind of the writing. They, yeah, <laughs> right they when fails I, the writing portion, right breaks when I the need score to go up, boom. Right, there were a lot down. of A's. There were a lot of A's, right? First from hour, the rating standpoint. First hour and a half was yeah. great, and then yep. you just no doubt. Really and tired. then there was like an F yep. to bring the Saturday score down. Morning. Yep. Take a nap. Okay, the first college football playoff rankings did. Uh, come out. Ohio State is at number four. Ooh, bumpy. I I wrote at Letterman Row uh, in advance that you could ignore that, and I still think that that's the case. If Ohio State's undefeated, they're obviously going to be in the playoff field. They proved that at least in the first rankings at number four. Um, do you guys have any any strong feelings well, about checking in? At, at, I, I don't even think it should be a topic of discussion. Ohio State's got four more games to play, you know, and, and if they go out and take care of business, and especially in the Big Ten Championship game, they continue to build, there's no way they can keep them at it's four. Not, it's, not, no. it's not keeping people in or out. It's, it's a matter of who your matchup is. I would, yeah. I would much rather play Notre Dame. Oh, for sure. Than I would play Alabama or Clemson. I'd probably rather play Clemson than Alabama this year with how Clemson looks and has looked at times. So that, to me, is, is a big factor. And so I'm surprised to see that because they do this, and it's like pegging. They put you there, and then it, it forces – you have to see shifts. The good news is is that Northwestern, I believe, was at eight. eight. Yeah, they were at eight. Northwestern was at eight, and Indiana only fell, I think, to 12. To 12. And so those are some good things to look like, hey, because they'll keep referencing that. Well, they beat a good Indiana team that's 10th. Or you're playing a Northwestern team that's ultimately 6th or 7th. Right. Depending on how everything breaks out and how it shakes – Shakes out. Good to see Cincinnati sitting there at six. I think that was important. But seven. They're at seven. Or seven. I apologize. Yeah, Florida's at six. But just looking at that, it, I, I, I'm struggling to see how they put Ohio State behind Clemson. I understand that they didn't have their big dog when they lost to Notre Dame. But, you know, they also played average the week before against Boston College. Yeah. I mean – and the week before it, that, it, against no, I'm not saying yeah. I'm not saying to drop them out of the top ten. I'm just saying you have three teams that are undefeated that have, have some br- pretty significant wins, and you're going to put Clemson above, or uh, you're going to put yeah, Clemson above Ohio State. Yeah, wouldn't the argument there, Bobby, be that Ohio State has a much better win than Clemson? They just haven't played as many games. I mean, I- yeah, but I think that's kind of why it's a mute point because I think Ohio State has four more games left, where Clemson, I think, only has got two games, right? This weekend and next weekend against a Pitt team who's atrocious and then against a Virginia Tech team who might be even worse. <laughs> and so mm. you, have, you have an Ohio State team that can go out and still – they can take care of business. They can easily move up into three, and I think Bob is 100% correct. You want to match up with Notre Dame. You want either that two or three I just look back. I just look back at last year, and everyone's like, why does it matter? Why does it matter? Because it, it matters. Because I would have much rather played Oklahoma. Of course. No yeah. doubt. And then you have to play LSU, assuming they would have beat Clemson again, because I think you match up better with them. So you, there, there were three really good teams. I think there's three really good teams this year. I don't think Notre Dame is great. 
I just as far as the talent. So I'd much rather play them than I would the other. That's certainly an interesting part of this is you know putting out those first rankings and having Notre Dame at Clemson in two or three when they're probably going to play each other again. That's that almost instantly tells well, you that it's not going to matter. Yeah, it's not going to matter. One of them's going to be out. And the other thing too is it could be also a shot across the bow that you only got four games. Hey, Big Ten, why don't you start with everybody else? Go Bucks, right? I mean, it could have been one. Yeah. Listen, don't go bringing logic into the conversation. I don't know. Sucks. It's crazy talk, man. I don't know. You leave that logic at the door. I will. I will. I will next time. But, I mean, we only have four games. Good thing is Northwestern's at eight, and they're going to have to play them. And, if you, and, again, if you go look at Clemson and Notre Dame, Notre Dame, everybody talks about struggling. We beat a top-ten team by seven, right? We were in control for most part of that game, right? You had Notre Dame that beat – uh, Louisville, twelve to seven. Oh, that was the I watched that game driving oh, to it Pittsburgh. Was, it was, oh, the, was it was the ugliest game I've ever. It was seen. atrocious, it was right? So again, and that's why this all matters because if you're not going to be the number one, you want the matchup. So and I and I know this game isn't on our matchup picks here in our, our other segment, but you have Notre Dame going to North Carolina on Friday. Petey Pablo, man. Hey, it, that could be an upset. Mac Brown there in the Tar Heels, he man. If Mac Brown beats Notre Dame, he's gonna. He personally texted me. I just got it. He will take his shirt off and twist it around his head, just like a helicopter. Peter Pablo. That's real. <laughs> I just got that, man. Boy, Mac. There you go. There you <laughs> thanks, go, Mac. Thanks. It's good to hear from you, Mac. Uh, yeah. Thanks, didn't bro. Didn't send it to Urban's phone over there, hanging out in the booth. <laughs> Cardell, what do you think of the? Do you make anything of the first rankings? Not really, because still at the end of the day, those, those as this point right now, they are the top four teams. But if you want to. Um, Taking the perspective, like Bob said, it's all about matchups and who you want first and try to get that. I'm not saying easier route to the national championship game, but See, smoother. this guy can say it doesn't <laughs> yeah, matter because he yeah. sat there on a Sunday afternoon and, so and watched from him six to four, six to four, jump through <laughs> yeah. teams and ultimately win a national championship. <laughs> yeah. So was, that's how he's able to utilize. Yeah, come on, hey, to Cardell, this is nothing, man. He went, he went week, you <laughs> know, the last week of the season from yeah, six to four. That's how strong that right arm is. You just go, <laughs> yeah. you can jump in the poles by yourself. So what happens when you beat somebody? Was it 40, 49 nothing? Fifty nine. And it was the number one I defense in the that. country at the time. Schlage's pretending like he doesn't remember the score of the Wisconsin beat Probably no, drinking. I no, I wasn't. I was. He's on the sideline. You know what Slice was doing? Making sure the special teams personnel. Yes, that's field. exactly right. what I was doing. Wait, hope Coach Byer didn't melt my face off because somebody ran off. You know, didn't coach just melt their. I can't even talk right now because that's what the fear he put in my face. They didn't punt at all that game. <laughs> you guys don't understand, put man. The fear like, in your face. He's still oh, thinking about it. Urban is just oh, six just, feet away, and that's what's doing like, it Oh, my goodness. He's going to melt my face off. And Stan Drayton talks to his running back one more time. He doesn't get out there a bump block. <laughs> Coach, let him go, please, for the love of God. I guess he's out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's second down, and I'm like, oh, my. Well, we got four dudes on there? Because they just made up like 35 pump blocks like that week, and I'm not even in the meetings, and I got a sheet. It's like this thick. Oh, I just... Take Look, a, he's take scarred. A, he's <laughs> scarred. I uh, am, man. Have a drink of some cold course hey, lights. Literally, so you know what? Hey, straight up that day uh, of that game, because it was at night, and I don't know where, where our hotel was, but you had to walk or whatever. Anyways, I think I walked like 32 miles that day. Going back and forth. Back and forth, because like, you know, yeah. like you get up, right? You have championship water, and then like we do a walkthrough, and you're doing stuff, and then you're, you know, Norma Tech boots and all that other crap that we were doing, and then I'm walking through the deal, and then I'm warming up dudes, and Blown out, man. Blown yeah. out. Well, that's the job. Of the Maybe it wasn't strength. that. It was like I did like I did like sixty thousand steps that day. The job oh of the God. strength coach is to get guys ready to play. Yeah, it's true. head fluff, head yeah. fluff, dog. Yeah. Thanks. I'm a there good. Fluff. I'm a good fluffer. <laughs> they were ready. Didn't Fifty-nine he, nothing. Didn't even. Yeah. You're welcome. All because of Slater. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> all dude, of the dudes were definitely warmed up for yep. that one. Yep. Um, Lathered up. Who was on Saturday against Indiana? It's the Bryant Heating and Cooling uh, Systems. Whatever it takes. Players of the week. Before we get into that. A reminder that uh, Thanksgiving is Thursday. It is. on the way. Is your furnace ready? Whether it's a quick fix or you need a whole new system, your Central Ohio Bryant heating and cooling dealers will do whatever it takes to make sure your HVAC system is up to the task. And if you're worried about the air quality in your home, consider a Bryant air purifier. Hey, Schlegel might attack and dominate, but Bryant's air purifier has capture and kill technology. That's big time. Which will help make your home a healthier home. Find Slice your local COVID. Bryant professional at bryant.com. Bryant is doing whatever it takes. What a great title for that. Capture and kill. Capture and kill. I mean, that's. The air particles. If you weren't. Bam. If you weren't attacking Tom and dominate, you'd be capture and kill, wouldn't that you? Would be, I mean? That sounds fantastic. All right. Who, I want a system like that. We're going to get it. That's if you had time. a capture and kill guy from Saturday's win over Indiana. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say the linebackers. So I'm going to pick three. I think Barron played his best <laughs> game. I thought no. Pete Warner. Pete I'm Warner's. Just a, rename the P, segment. Pete Warner's a special player. 
I mean, the, yeah. all the things that they asked him to do, the hit. Um, but all, it was it was Barron that caused the fumble. And it was Barron that caused the first fumble too. By the way, that never got reviewed. Oh, don't do even get don't, 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 don't I digress. Do don't no. I digress. No. Anyway, don't you no. digress me, Zach. No. All right. We're that being going. said, that's a dark hole. And I thought Tuff played really good. I mean, he didn't have a ton of tackles, but he did his job stuffing the run. I thought the linebackers played their best. And it's just good for me to watch it because they're really good and they're good dudes, man. And matter of fact, everybody at the Senior Bowl is like, this is the best linebacker core in the country. Yeah. That's right. I just said it. Ohio State linebacker core. Three seniors are the best in the country. Boom. I love it. I can't believe that that gives you uh, three any pride at all. No, not at all. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, good dudes, I, I'm, grinders. I'm just gonna go. With the fr- I'm gonna go with the front seven. Oh my god! I'm going the nice front page. seven. I'm, I'm so hey, sorry. I'm going, hey, I'm going the front seven. This is why. Of what side? Be, 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 of of defense, okay. right? obviously. The front seven because this is a top ten matchup of big time Division one college football. And you give up minus one yard rushing. Yeah. Like that that isn't one dude. That is all seven guys up front attacking and dominating every single play. I mean, that that's a top ten matchup. Yeah. We we talked about it. The only way to beat Ohio State is you have to be able to run the football. And early on, that Ohio State defense showed them, hey, you better try and throw it. And obviously we, well, we know what happens that's a there, right? Story, yeah. But hey, that front luck. seven in a top ten matchup, minus one yard rushing, I mean, you can't ask for for anything better. Bobby, which 11 guys are you going to name? I, why, why stop at 11? <laughs> why stop at 11? Why stop at 11? I'm taking all the starters' fault. No. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take a guy, you know, and he was really good. He, he, after he rolled his ankle, you could see that that was bothering him. There you go. We, we've, been tough, we've been tough on the running back position here just because oh, of the standard man. and all the players. Well, Cardo, you got, you got to guy. go last. So <laughs> I stole him from you. I've been hard on him. Yeah. And just like, you know, I got other guys that I think I was hard on Barron before, like all these guys, like, listen, and when you go up and you make plays and you're watching some of the highlights, him duck through, explode, break tackles, get some critical tough yards for him. The worst thing that happened was when he rolled his ankle because you could just see he didn't necessarily have it. It was like J.K. in the Fiesta Bowl. Right. You know, you lose a little bit of that, and it's tough to – but he, he played tough. He played hard. He was physical. He picked up those yards. It was a really good game. I'm going to take one guy, Master Teague, so you can take him again. Oh, my God. I guess I'm taking Teague. <laughs> next time I'm going first next week. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm going that. Teague because last week when we sat here, we said what guys would need to show up for this game, and I said Teague. And – we were texting back and forth, watching the game, uh, especially the first couple of drives when he was pounding the ball and he was he was picking up the blocks and picking up the blitzes that we said was going to be giving mm-hmm. Austin a problem. One thing I did not like, I think it was probably in the second oh, or third he quarter. Got, oh. oh my god! But he just had two big runs back to back, and they brought That's a blitz. That's not an excuse, and Cardell. He was like this. I was like, chop him, chop him. So, and he got flipped, and that <laughs> hey, guy he got learned his lesson. I was screaming. I was literally <laughs> screaming, chop him, chop him, <laughs> and he got to Justin Buck. Um, things I want to see him improve on next week, not just him, but Ohio State overall. No, I'm jumping into the next yeah. segment. But they just got to finish the game better. But I'm definitely going with Teague, and things would have been better off if they finished if he wouldn't have got banged up. Yeah, I think, you know, Teague was so uh, impactful on Saturday. That was the best game of his career. It, it kind of overshadowed the fact that Trey Sermon was starting to show the things that made him valuable. He was, I think Spencer was telling me that, you know, six or seven yards of carries, what he yeah. averaged, I don't remember exactly what it was. He's, he's doing a lot of things well, mm-hmm. but they just, Teague was rolling, so they left him out there. I think, so the, I think the, 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 the big stat was, I think Teague had over 150 yards after contact. That's yeah. huge. That, I mean, that. It, dude had nine it, carries yeah. for 108 yards in the first half. That's big time ball so, right there. And another guy, we're, we're forgetting about uh, Garrett Wilson. Well, you guys are talking just, about the defense. You like, could have easily taken him. I mean, Garrett I Wilson. But I, got, I got pissed off at him for yeah. the catch I, out here, I, I showing the ball off and he get blew up in the I back. I get that, and but just, man. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like it's almost like we are starting yeah. to take Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson for granted, sure. right? What they do week in and week out, the performances that, that they put on. I mean, this is the first uh, week is, I'm not having them as my player. It's unbelievable. <laughs> don't you do that? Don't you? Don't you take it for granted, Zach? We are. <laughs> I'm not, We're all taking it for they're granted. They're amazing. Special players. He has one more game. He ties the record for getting 100 yards in five games in a row. Better give him the football. He's going to do it this week. Champagne, Illinois, 11 no a.m. Oh, boy. <laughs> right. Coach Rowe already said, you want to go? <laughs> Next thing you know, you're going to champagne. He's going to pay. That's real. <laughs> yeah. That's real he, he goes, if you don't want to buy in, you'll, you'll wake up one Hold morning up. selling paint in Champagne, Illinois. <laughs> well, I think Cardell said, you may wake up in the champagne room in Champagne, <laughs> Illinois. All right. Champagne we're gonna, We'll get into the to Illinois and the Illini. Ron Zook. Take a quick break here. That's weekend kickoff from Letterman Row, brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. It takes attention to detail. With your local Bryant dealer, you're getting more than just a technician. You're getting someone who pays attention to your needs. 
and the little things that make a big difference. It takes a dealer you can rely on. And to keep your family warm this winter... Here, let me show you how this works. It takes Bryant. Bryant. Whatever it takes. All right, welcome back to Weekend Kickoff, brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. Head, jumping into the Silver Bullet pick segment in a second. Before we can get to that, though, it is the uh, Buyer's Auto question for Cardale. Oh, this is big time. Oh. Instead, everybody's going to answer it. And when, oh. and when Zach Boren says that that's a good question, that's the one that's going out. Oh, is this the question so, I think it is? Ooh. I think this it's was the a question. fun one. I Best think it's the question that you want. Yeah. Holiday memories of being on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Because you guys have, I think, sometimes people forget. Somebody asked me this like a couple weeks ago. Like, oh, I'm, I'm worried about the guys going home for Thanksgiving and like the end of the season being in trouble with mm-hmm. COVID. I'm like, uh, they're not going anywhere. Yep. They, play, they play Michigan usually two days out. It's the game. Yep. Right. They're practicing on Thanksgiving. Yep. They're not flying home. So. Kind, of whoa, di- whoa. kind of disappointing this week, the fact that, like, normally it's big ramp up. Yeah. Like, you'll get some time off, family time, and then Michigan, like, yeah. gives you something to look forward to on Saturday. It, Illinois might not be reaching that <laughs> same level Illinois. of climax. Well, yeah, well, Schlegs, it's and, not a Schlegs and Bob played in the olden days where the, oh. they, the game was before Thanksgiving even week. Better. It wasn't yeah, even it was. on Thanksgiving Even week. better. I know. So you had all so of Thanksgiving guys, week well, to so do what you wanted. They might have two different kind of memories from their time at Ohio State than you two. So well, you said holiday. I can't remember you said holiday. Does it well, have to be Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving or Christmas. You can yeah. go either well, way. You want. Go ahead, Cardell. I, I, I was going Halloween. Oh, Halloween. The question was holidays. Let's go Halloween. Halloween because oh, oh, oh. our coaches used to dress up and freaking all type uh, yeah. of crazy stuff. And you walk in, you know, I feel bad for that. I'm trying to remember what I, I feel bad up for as. that. I feel bad for that group who had the 6 a.m. workout um, because, you know, the coaches are, you know, trying to have a haunted house type theme, walking down the freaking uh, the hallway before, to get to the locker room. And you, you got, got Coach Parker. One you time. Got, I actually did. You got Coach Parker hiding in the bushes. And oh, that's you got, right. He had a clown face yeah, on. Yeah, you got somebody with an axe. You still don't know who that guy was. Dressing like they just all bloodied down. So, actually, Halloween for me. So, mine will be, and Schlegs will remember this very fondly. Um, and it's, we used it as a, as a um, kind of our calling card our senior year. Remember the Alamo. So, we were fortunate enough, my career to go three three BCS Bulls, real, three yeah. Fiesta Bulls, but sandwiched in there was a trip to San Antonio to the Alamo Bowl. <laughs> now, it was Les Miles' last game before he went to LSU. We got to deliver him up a big fat L, mm-hmm. so that yeah, was fantastic. We had uh, your guy from Cleveland Glenville playing quarterback. No, not Troy, Ted Ginn in that game because we had nobody else left. Troy was suspended that game, but it was on... It was the first time that we had played so close to Christmas that we didn't get to fly out on the 26th. Yeah. We had to fly out earlier, like on the 21st. And so the game's like the 28th. The coaches are like, oh, yeah, you know what, guys? We're going to give you the afternoon off of Christmas. I'm like, oh, what, to sit in the Marriott <laughs> yeah, by ourselves? Right. <laughs> oh, we'll have this little buffet for you all. It's just to hang out. Like, you guys have your families here. Our families are coming down for like another day or two because yeah. they don't want to sit here and hang out. But there was this bar. Down, if you walk out of the Marriott and the Riverwalk Tower, it's still there. It's right to the right. It's just to the right. I remember it. And we went there. It was like an Irish pub bar. Because there's a Mexican margarita place that's right there. and then No, this was not okay. that place. No, no, no. When you walk down to the bottom, right to the right, it was like Patty's. It, started, it, it yeah. was an Irish bar. Okay. It was an Irish bar. It was the only thing to do. We went there every single day. <laughs> we went there on Christmas. And if you want to know what the what type of people go to a bar on Christmas on the Riverwalk. Schlegs. <laughs> well, it was, it was us. But the, but the rest of the people there, oh, goodness gracious. It was. They didn't know what they were bargaining for. That it night. really was. They didn't. And it was an eclectic group of people. <laughs> we had some friends that had some very unique experiences, uh-huh. like at the bar and then afterwards with some clientele. But it was absolutely fantastic <laughs> and highly entertaining. It, we practiced. Tress wanted to crank the heat up there because he's like, it's going to be hot down there. We're, we're practicing. It's going to be hot in the Alamo Dome and fall. So it was like it was like today. We actually had a guy <laughs> on the lift. One of our one of our GAs or film dudes go down with hypothermia. They had to take the lift down and take him to the hospital because he. <laughs> it was like 35 mile an hour winds and it was like rocking. 
thankfully didn't fall, but he fell on the lift and was <laughs> unconscious. I had to bring him down, take him to the hospital. And so while that game may not be memorable in Ohio State lore, in a victory over Oklahoma State, in a, in a random Alamo Bowl, wasn't a big deal. Yeah. It was a very entertaining trip. And I said, you know what? This hospitality room sucks. This was not very <laughs> much fun. I want to go stay at the Scottsdale Princess. We're not going back here again. Yeah. Whatever it takes. At all costs. At all costs. Cost. Okay. Charge it to win it, man. Charge Remember it to the winning. Alamo. So, uh, I can't even top that I, one, Bob. That's fantastic. Yeah, I, think, I think all these guys will admit that you know, when you're playing football at Ohio State, you don't have much time off. There's like maybe four weeks out of the year that you really have a break. And so the holiday time is always fun. I mean, every yeah. holiday because we're all together. It's like we make – the fun, right? I know July Fourth. We used to yo, always have yo soy fiesta. Oh, oh yeah. Well, yeah, hey, we used to we always have so much fun on July Fourth, right? Because you're in the middle of of summer. July Fourth. Oh, oh no, sure. hey, oh my God, <laughs> we used to have, yeah. so we used hey, we used to throw cookouts, pool parties, drink a lot of Coors Lights those days, right? Because we had to make our own fun, man. We would go down the short north and do all this stuff, but. I will say there, there's, two, there's two great comments. stories. Yeah, there's two, great stories. there's two good ones. Halloween was always the best. My senior year when, when Coach Mick and Coach Meyer came in and the strength coaches were dressing up in, in Halloween costumes, it was phenomenal. They'd come out and scare you. And then the other thing is normally Halloween, for some reason, we like always had a home game, yeah. right? And so we always put on costumes and always went out and we had some fun those nights. A, a, a lot of fun. That sounds but like a good story. I, I'm not going to share it because we might get in trouble oh, with some okay. of those stories. That's why. But I'm going to go to the one that probably means the most and it was Thanksgiving because when we were playing, Thanksgiving was always Michigan week but more importantly, it was always senior tackle. Yeah. Right? And so it was always a morning practice. You go in and there was no better feeling. You almost The, the hair raises up on your arms thinking about it. Having Thanksgiving Day, waking up, getting in there early, having practice, knowing that, hey, you're one perfect Thursday away from playing your biggest rival and playing in the biggest rivalry in all sports. And going in there, having a practice, and then everyone coming down and you going to the indoor and all the bleachers are set up and you got all the seniors that sit there and you go through the whole thing. And it's emotional, man. It's, uh, it, I remember my senior, I was bawling my eyes out. You're and a sensitive guy. So I, I am a sensitive all guy. All the single I, ladies yeah. out there, he's super sensitive. I am sensitive. And then the, the end of it, which I think is really cool, is then after all the seniors go through, the rest of the team goes to one end zone, and the seniors kind of make a last lap, and they go through, and everyone you know gives them a hug, and it's just kind of like, hey, now it's time to go take care of business. But Thanksgiving Day was always so much fun. Yeah, I thought mm. yours would be easy, Zach, because of how special your senior year was, the way that the calendar worked out, yep. you know, that Thursday before your last game. I mean, that yep. was – and that I'm was unfortunate uh, that it was your last game, but at least it's a cool story. Yeah, see, th that part was a crazy thing, too. It was the, it was the last game we were ever going to play. So yeah. not only was it Thanksgiving, senior day, I mean, the day, two days before Michigan, right? All this stuff's going into it. You look around, it's like, hey, guys, this is the last time we're, we're ever practicing together. Like, this is our last ever practice. We got no Big Ten championship game. We've got nothing. And, uh, yeah, it, yeah. Make me cry. I don't want to make you cry right now. I mean, that's. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Thanksgiving is always special because of what we did. And, you know, when you're a strength staff and you're a coach, like, you know what these guys go through. They're not with their families during the year. Like, I mean, their families are flying in. That's why we were, we were so upset about the Indiana game and no parents. Like, I mean, they're all flying in to go watch their kids. So during these type of holidays, the coaches would always dress up. And Thanksgiving, we're doing stuff halloween we're doing stuff christmas we dressed up as an elf right kenny yeah. was yeah. kenny was the santa that's awesome and i dressed up like an elf and we're sitting there and we're yeah. passing out you know presents and stuff you know and that's what you do because you love what you do love where you do it and love who you do it with and that's why it's always so special and why we still have great relations like i saw braxton here like that's what you remember you remember the national championship, you remember those type of games, but it's it's the experience that lead up to that that you would that you cherish, right? It's not about a ring or a gold pin or anything like that. It's about the people and the experiences that you have with them through that journey. That's that's funny, and they even cut you off. Often no, go ahead. About you know when you win a big game or you battle through a lot of adversity and things like that. And I get a lot of questions clearly about the 2014 season and, and how I kind of was fortunate enough to come on the scene. And it's always about. How did I feel winning the national championship? How did I, what was going through my head and all that stuff? And as I reminisce and sit back, I just think about the journey getting there. 
Yeah. I just think about the relationships I built with guys, with coaches. I mean, I freaking go hunting with you. I'm still Zach. I played with you one year, but I'm me and you texting back and forth about you know, oh, no, doing no. inappropriate things. But yeah, still, some, it's just some, <laughs> some appropriate things too. I mean, no, none, none appropriate. None actually. Cardell um, owes me a trip, man. You oh, know? for sure, for sure. I'm getting my outfit ready for next year. By the way, <laughs> but yeah, it, like like Slago said, it, it's the journey. It honestly is. I mean, you know, we can sit here and talk about games, but I can tell you. How much fun I had leading up to them games. Yeah. So. Uh, New Year's Day 2015 was pretty good for Cardale, too. Uh, that was memorable. Ohio State won that game. They're going to be part of this. Uh, I barely woke up for that game. Well, <laughs> you're telling me. Uh, I like woke up at halftime. It was like first quarter Michigan State. I had to like peel myself up for the pregame show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, more memories. Those are holidays. And there's usually football tied to it, just like Ohio State. Uh, in Illinois, Thursday, two days after Thanksgiving. That'll be the last one we pick in the Silver Bullet pick segment. Again, appreciate those questions uh, on Twitter. The Buyer's Auto question for Cardale this week that all the guys answered. Let's get in to the Silver Bullet pick segment. Uh, brought to you by Coors Light. Not a great week for any of us. But no. Let's not talk about it. We're moving on. That was three and two. Three and two. Three and two. Three, and two. three and two is yeah. good. Right. As a matter of fact, I would have I would have been four and one because I think we all would have been four and one because we all picked Purdue and they would have had it because it was three points. Boy, not gonna talk about the they refs. Got cheated. We could they talk about it. Yeah. The officiating is another show. Uh, when per- is three and two good? So, but, hey, good. three and two is not good. You know what it is? Three three and two is buying a dinner. Three and two and three. Please. Hey, you might be a you might be three and two might get you the head coaching job at Michigan. It won't at Ohio State. Yeah, but two and three, but you might have two is three and two is going to get you tied for three way first place. Yeah, two and three, you might have to be a finisher. Just (laughs) you, just glad that four and one didn't happen, so we all had to pay up. One four and one was all it took for that uh, that pot that was building to just go to somebody. It'll carry over, and the first game that was on the schedule, eh, Minnesota and Wisconsin, that's gone. So That's three for them. What's la- they're going to be down. The maximum's five. It's a good thing that they lost last week to Northwestern so that we don't even have to worry about their tiebreaker in the West because um, they, uh, they're not going to be a factor. Uh, Rutgers at Purdue is going to slide in to replace that one. Oh. That's the game the world wants. So, <laughs> did they even make a line for that? Yes, they did. Yeah, Purdue a is a thirteen-point favorite. Wow! It was. Where we were, is it? We were talking about it last week. It's at Purdue. It's how, how great it was to see Rondale Moore back out there. Uh, he had like fifteen catches, it was, didn't he? It was he had like yeah. one hundred and four yards. It was unbelievable how they got screwed at the end of that game. Oh. It was also unreal that Rutgers had so many opportunities to put oh. away oh. the Wolverines and couldn't mm. do it. I was enamored by that game, and that's why I'm going with Purdue. Okay. <laughs> Couldn't so, close the deal, so Cardell's jumping right in on Purdue. Jumping 13 over Rutgers. Rutgers. That's a program-changing win. 13 points is a lot, but Purdue should have beat Minnesota. I mean, they, they did everything they, they should have to win the game. I think we can game. all just it say was, that they did win that. Yeah, they, it was, that was taken from them. You lose a game to Michigan, you lose a game to Ohio State like that, they're going to come out and play. I don't like that it's a big number, but I'll, I'll lay those points. Oh, are we all produce so or these they got produce a couple so far? Yeah, yeah. Um, do you want just to go against against the tide? I am going with Rutgers. What they showed in the second half against Ohio State, what they showed against playing Michigan, and let's be honest, Mi- Michigan still is a, a top program, right? What they were able to do, they Schlegs. Sh- I'm not saying this year. I'm saying in general, they're a top program. Rutgers is changing. Greg Schiano is making a difference up there. He really is. And I think at some point they have to get that signature win that takes them over the top. I think it might be this weekend. Okay. Taking Rutgers. Rondell Moore is back. Uh, Rutgers was up in that Michigan game. Went at 17. 17 to, and nothing. Yeah, that's a big time deal. And then they, they switched quarterbacks and they got complacent. How about, that, how about that perfect call that Rutgers had dialed up to start the second overtime? Now why didn't they call it in the Why first didn't you just one? call it in the first one? I don't know. They Crazy settled thing. for that field no. goal. It's ridiculous. I just can't understand it. Yeah, I, I can't. Uh, Rondo Moore's back. I like what they do on offense. I think that um, I don't even need to say any more. I'll go with Purdue. I'm going to take Rutgers as two. I'm going to go with Zach. Um, you know, it's I have to go. I had my gambling rules going into the year, but you just throw them out for 2020. Yeah, no doubt. And Rutgers plays so hard. Um, Good pick, Austin. 13 points is a lot. That's a lot. That's, I think that's a lot. 13 think that or 13 it's, and a half? It's scared. I've 13. got 13 written down. Okay, cool. It's a lot. I don't feel good about that. Yeah, so I, I, good. I like that amount. I like it. Maryland at Indiana. Indiana, those Hoosiers, what are they, number 12 now? Yep. Yeah, number 12. They're at home, 11 and a half point favorites over Maryland, which has been 
uh, you know, underneath that turtle shell for the last couple weeks trying to recover. Turtle power. What do we got? Still believing in the Hoosiers after what they showed last week. I got the Hoosiers. I don't know if you saw Tom Allen after the game and, like, his little speech. It was all over social media. Like, those dudes play hard for him. They, it was 35-7. They could have packed it in. They could have been over. They're going to come out. They're going to house Maryland. Yep. You think they house Maryland? Yeah. I don't think they house Maryland. I also think that whenever you bet, never pick the team that the week after nice. they play Ohio State. Just don't do it. They blew their load on, in the horseshoe. Whoa. They're done. <laughs> Indiana. <laughs> They gave it all they had with that comeback. I don't think they have it in them. 11 is a lot of To finish one? Yeah, it's 11 11 points. I'm going Maryland. They haven't played in a couple weeks. The last game they played, they went to Penn State and absolutely throttled Penn State. Rakeem Jarrett went off to, uh, not Tua, but Tua's brother. Little Tua. Yeah, little Tua. Hey, found (laughs) his stroke. We're going Maryland. Yeah, I'm going to take Indiana (laughs) because – I'm only taking them because we need them to look really good. Makes our win look better. And I think that Maryland hasn't even, they've hardly practiced. And they locked their dudes up in a hotel. So it's not like they've been practicing this entire time, though they've had some weeks yeah. off. And they were, they were rolling. And, you know, it takes leadership and focus and discipline to be able to be well, in a hotel and then come back and play at a high level. And you're playing Indiana at Indiana. I'm going to go with Indiana. It takes a special person, player, to be in a hotel locked up with dudes, number one. Number two, Mr. Mr. Tungabayaloa, when you try to come back after not imagine after not practicing at all, not not only not playing in games, and then you see that blitz package that Indiana brings, bringing the house, dude, it's quick. That's gonna happen Remember, fast. Indiana had five sacks on Ohio I mean, State. This is Ohio State now that they were able to do that too. Like it, it's gonna happen quick. It, I don't care how much film you watch. Yeah. It's like trying to run across 315 with a blindfold. Like, it's a whole nother level. <laughs> I can hear him coming. That's okay. tough. So that's, that's tough, boss. It's, it's like something Zach could do. It's pretty wild how quickly the, the conversation has changed about Indiana that we're like, look out for that Indiana blitz package. It's for real. And Michael Penix, I mean, I was, He's good. I was pretty wrong about him. Oh, I, mean, I knew he was good. He was much better. Dude, um, I try to tell you guys. You were about all Fry Fogel, him. man. Yeah. Oh, Fry Fogel. I watched him as a Fire Blake still isn't yeah. He needs to write it down on that folder. I did. It says Fry Fogel. <laughs> I, I saw really him it. as a sophomore. He looked like a dude then. I'm like, and this guy, like, he's muscled up. Contested ball catchers. Yeah, part, strong. <laughs> part of the reason that I don't have any, I mean, I am impressed by Indiana more so than I expected to be, but I also don't know who's not going to be playing for Maryland because they still never changed yeah. the 20 day rule. So what if it's Rakim Jarrett and. Little, tu- little, little Tua that are out. Like, it might be 30 days for them. Yeah, who knows? Who knows how that's going to work out. So I'm going to take the Hoosiers. Uh, here's a, another one. For Northwestern's got to back it up. 13-and-a-half-point uh, favorite at Michigan State. We know the Spartans are terrible. Gosh, that's big. But, man, Northwestern, they, they seems like they always they beat, have They beat Wisconsin by 10. They Northwestern. They did. Cardell's Northwestern. just, Cardell's just not messing around pick. tonight. Great pick. <laughs> Great pick. Those Smart are guys. those are beat. Smart guys. They are. They're, they'll outthink their way there. Reese Davis's Northwestern, yes. Michigan, Michigan State. The only game that they've won of significance is Michigan. against Michigan, and outside of that, they have not looked good. They turn the ball over a lot. You know, Northwestern won't turn the ball over. No. They'll Smart. be efficient. They're going to be locked in on defense. They'll have to earn everything. 14's a lot, but I could see them winning this game. You know, 21-3, and that would be enough. Michigan Smart State guys. cannot score points. They have an atrocious offense, and what does Northwestern strong suit their defense? Their defense is so good. You saw what they did against that Wisconsin offense when that Wisconsin offense was putting up monster numbers. Northwestern will win this game, and I agree with Bob. I'm not saying that they're going to blow them out. I just don't know if Michigan State scores a point, and I think Northwestern scores at least, at least 14. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a 14 or 17 nothing game. <laughs> yeah. Tough not to pick a huge D. I'm with you. Yep. Um, Northwestern. Great announcement. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what Schlage was going to say. That was amazing. Uh, Northwestern, uh, I've got them too. Michigan State's awful. Uh, I don't know what they're doing at quarterback there. It's an absolute disaster. Hey, they beat Michigan. Well, Pretty handily. That's right. And then they follow, they follow that up. And I, Lombardi. I am interested how that Indiana. I wonder Michigan if he's related to Vince. me. Vince. Come Vince on. Lombardi. This is grandkid. Yeah, maybe. Save that. Saying? That's that's from your radio show. <laughs> that's for the morning shoes. Save that. Save that. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna have him call in. Hey, are you by any chance related to Vince Lombardi? He say no. You just hang right up. Okay, thanks. <laughs> what was your Twitter handle again? Okay. Um, how about this one? Vegas has no idea what to make because they're still awarding the two and a half point for being the home team to Michigan, hosting men's Penn State. Oh, they're 0-5. Oh gosh, Penn State. What is the first do? one this week, baby? 
Penn State's got it, huh? Cardale, I didn't they, even have to get it out. Cardale's Penn already got it. Three zero. Three zero. They're due. Who said who's getting? Who's the favorite? Michigan is favored by two and a half at home. My goodness, I think if they were a loss last week, a hundred percent taking Penn State because that would have crippled them. I don't know if a triple overtime win against Rutgers gives you the, <laughs> the confidence you're looking for. Yeah. The gusto. Just go but get they, them, they, they did keep playing. They at least stopped them. Like, after you miss a field goal, if, you go, if, you're going, if you're going first on offense in overtime and your team misses a field goal oh. defensively when oh. you go out there, man, it, it is, it is Survive, desperation. Survival the mode. fact that they at least held them to a field goal, which they ultimately missed, was amazing. Um, Bob, what you miss is they ran two centering right. plays. Yeah, like, I what know. are you doing? I know. Believe me, I understand. But they could have ripped one off. Yeah, you're right. I just, <laughs> you're right. I, I'm going to lay the points. Penn Boy, State. Zach just talked Penn him State. right out of there. He's I about Penn to make State. a big mistake. Penn State. I wasn't I mean, going to take Michigan. They literally, but Rutgers State. is the worst plan in overtime. You ran a run play, got two yards, and then you ran two centering plays yeah. for your – like, what are you doing? Like, it on you, third down. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was terrible, right? They ended up losing four yards and it, and then score on the very end. I tell play. you what, who so, are you picking? Um, so here's the thing: longest uh, segments in America. No, brought, I, to by, brought to you by Zach Bourne. No, I'm, I'm just going to say one trash, thing: trash is, that, is that if Milton was a quarterback, I'd easily take. Uh, Penn State. I think with Caden McNamara and what he brought in the second good. half against Rutgers, looked really good, brought them back from down 17 nothing. I just don't think Penn State can score whatsoever, so I'm taking Michigan. I'm with you. I'm with you, Zach. It was quick. That was quick. I like McNamara. Yeah. I don't know what Penn State has. They're 0-5. Why not make it 0-6? I'll go with Michigan. I don't know if Penn State's going to win a single game this year. Really? I hope Franklin gets fired. He's not getting fired. He's not getting fired. He's giving an extension. He's going to go to South Carolina is what's going to happen because he needs an yes, escape patch. Yep. Who's, who's um, out of South Carolina that's a rapper or somebody? Anybody? Uh, I don't know. Oh, wow. Everybody look at me. What? <laughs> Everybody look at me. Everybody look at he me asked, slowly. Zach did. He asked me. He, like, asked, uh, he asked me, the, the 40, you know, almost 40-year-old guy from Wyoming. Uh, I don't think I know who was the we South Carolina rapper for. We know what you guys are listening to you. up there. Yeah. yeah. Country. That's, that's what we're bumping. Yeah. yeah, right. That's bumpy. Um, yeah, I. you guys know my other gambling rule, and I'm also breaking it. I'm going to take Harbaugh to cover two and a half this week, and I'm sure that I'll regret it on some point on Saturday. All right, the only one that matters, Ohio State, 28-point favorite at Illinois. Mm. I know what Cardale's pick is. I, I, yes. I could stop talking and he would make it. Awesome. Oh, what do you, what's the challenge of going there? What's, what's interesting about this matchup for you guys? Champagne. Listen, let me tell you what the first thing they're going to do when they get up there. They're going to turn their clocks. They're going to go to their settings on their phone, and they're going to turn their, their uh, clock. Clock an hour back. Yeah, no, That's no. Right. They're going to take off the uh, change time zone and make sure it stays on Eastern time zone. Appreciate it. You remember that? That's what, we, that's what we always did. So every time we went on the road, we always made sure that it stayed Ohio State time. Okay. We never went down. We never played Illinois on Central time. You always played on Eastern time. So you, so never, went, you never went down on, on their time? No. 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 We're just playing them Easter. at 11. You're playing them at 11. 28 points is a lot, but after last week, like the, I think that's the best thing that could have happened for this line is what happened to that offense. They're going to probably try to hang 70 on them. And look sure. good doing it. And have well, 700 it, yards. Well, especially. Cardo, are you back it, with us? Or was yeah, it? I'm back. Yeah, well, especially <laughs> last week and then seeing number four up there, they know they need to make yep. some statements. So they're, I'm just tired of the buck. Every single game this year has been over 20 points of a, of a spread. I mean, it, that's tough. That's tough betting. I mean, but you but, look, look at those guys on offense. What, what do you expect? Uh, and I also I think it. I, don't, I think they've only covered once this year. And I haven't watched a ton they've of They've only Illinois. covered one time. So you say they're not a great team. I haven't watched a ton of film no. on Illinois, but I do know that they like to they like to run the football, and I don't think they're going to be. Able they have a pair of hundred yard rushers last week. I, I think. Do, I think so, and so I. But that's their game, right? Even though, and I remember just watching or, or reading probably from from Leonard Monroe a clip of Lovey so. Smith uh, talking about, yeah, are you going to change what you do predicated upon what Indiana was able to do the Ohio State? Like, no, we're going to do our game plan, which is run the football. I don't think they're going to be able to run Bad the football move. against our front seven. That being said, I think it is a blowout. I believe, uh, and Zach, I think they covered both against Nebraska and Penn State the last two weeks. They've not. Uh, with did Indiana. they cover against Penn State? Yes, yeah, they did. Yeah. It was 13 so and a half, I remember. Got, I don't no. remember much, but and, I remember and, that. And okay. again, like, that's what happens when you have these enormous spreads. Like, yeah. That's the only way to bring a lot of interest into Ohio State, Illinois. I mean, 
you know, it might get more interesting if the wind blows. That's why I was wondering if you guys would talk about those fun experiences of going into that stadium. Oh, in Champaign, Illinois is the worst. You go into the locker room and it's all wood. Yeah. It's like old school, it 1970 nice. wood. It smells no, of rich, terrible. It smells yeah. of rich mahogany. No, yeah. no, no. it smells of it smells of old jock straps. They redid no, all they, they redid all that when the Bears came down to play. When we went there in 2002. They had just redone all that because the Bears played there for a year when Soldier Field was being renovated. It was the only place we played that had a hot tub inside. And Bob, you'll be I, darn right if I got in there as a freshman yeah, playing like Bob, 25 I, plays in that game. I literally felt like I was in a basement. In, of course. In that. And, and then you get outside, and it's literally a wind tunnel. Yeah. And at 11 a.m. in the morning, it's just miserable. We played them at Who night. Who was the quarterback your senior year from them? Oh, I remember when we played the, that game. We did something, and, I, and guys were guys were going absolutely. No. Yeah. guys were going at, at Illinois. Yeah, that was my junior year. Senior year, I played at home because I was playing linebacker. We did something where we messed up somebody's locker room on accident. It was Michigan Illinois. State. It was Michigan State. Well, no, no, there was a couple of them. I think it was Illinois when like, we threw the thing. Yeah, that's what it, it was. Yeah, it yes, was what Illinois it was. I'm telling you. And Coach so it might have been 13. Yeah, yeah. Might have been 13. Oh. A crazy. Sorry. <laughs> went a little, got a little bumpy. I thought you were talking <laughs> about the Michigan State story <laughs> no, when Minnesota, Norwell, Norwell, when Norwell, Norwell, Norwell went, went nuts. Norwell went absolutely nuts. White Buffalo. You remember that one? Went crazy. But no, Zach, you wasn't there, man. Purdue, playing at Purdue. And. So 13, and Coach Mick took a guy named Cato Mitchell. Oh, I know from, Cato oh Mitchell. Gosh. From, from the beginning <laughs> of their – because they didn't have a real locker room. It was just like yeah. a shed with chairs. Yeah. From the beginning of the shed to the back of the shed because we wasn't juiced up. And he <laughs> grabbed his <laughs> and just like, – and we all was like, what just happened? Yeah, bring the juice, man. Yeah, bring and the no juice. And no juice vampires there on game yeah, day. Let yeah, me tell you yeah. something. Cato made the ultimate sacrifice. Hey, I'll take it. Hey, I'll take it. Lay down, to lay down, to lay down for your team. Hey, 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 I tell you what, places like that, Purdue, Illinois, you got to bring your own juice. <laughs> yeah, you have to. One of your, it's terrible. Coach beating on one of your players. Oh. <laughs> Listen, you fly into Champaign, Illinois, you wonder why anyone goes there, why yeah. anyone ever commits there. Uh, the only reason why they were good is because of Ron Zook and his champagne rooms back in the day because that's the only reason why anyone would go there. I can't wait to go visit it. It's always exciting to make a oh. trip over there for Ohio State at Illinois. Saturday at noon, Buckeyes are 28-point favorites. They are going to cover with ease. This has been Weekend Kickoff. Appreciate Cardell Jones, Bobby Carpenter, Zach Bourne, and Anthony Schlegel, the normal crew, for hanging out. Brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. I am just Austin Ward. We will see you next week as Ohio State gets back at it, uh, stays in college football playoff contention, and then gets ready for Michigan State. We'll see you then.